Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Junobi. Junobi is the world's first eco-friendly and reusable breast milk storage bag. Hello. Made to help breastfeeders store their breast milk in a space-saving and eco-friendly way. Today's episode is also brought to you by a revolutionary new activewear brand that is designed for moms by a mom called Love and Fit. And we'll hear more from our sponsors uh, later in this episode, but right now Diane has our review of the week. I do. It's from J28S, and she says she is hooked. I can't get enough of this podcast. Diane and Abby are so knowledgeable, and I learn something new in every episode. I'm a new mom, and this podcast has been so, so helpful. I listened to the episode about traveling while breastfeeding, but could you do an episode on being away from baby while traveling, and how do you pump and travel successfully? And that's a really great suggestion, especially, like, you know, as things are starting to open up a little bit in pandemic world, but... um Everybody wants to know, I think, a little bit, like, what if I have to be away from my baby longer than, you know, a couple of hours? So maybe we'll have to do another episode on that. We'll put it to the list. Yeah, I think we have a whole bunch of people who have been home with their babies, either, like, we're working and then we're home and then are going to be leaving again or had babies in quarantine and then are going to be venturing out again. And it's, like, figuring it all out over again. Yeah. So, yeah. So So. that's a good suggestion. So thank you so much. But this is one of the reasons why we love to get your reviews is because a lot of people will send us suggestions and tell us what they want to hear and, you know, what they were hoping to get out of an episode. And, you know, a lot of the times there's so much to talk about that we don't get to everything. So if there's something that you feel like we missed, send us a review, let us know, and we'll add it to our list. And you can do that on iTunes. You can do that through our, our website, which is badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And we will get them and we will read them and we will love them. So <laughs> thank you very much for this review. We love it. Thank you. And this so, week. So should we I, talk about expectations? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about this episode. Expectations. What was my cool, my like world changing quote about expectations? Oh my gosh. It was I fantastic. Let me go back to it. What was it? Um, it was so good. I couldn't even. Expectations are premeditated resentments. Did you just make that up when you said that? No, no. No? Oh. <laughs> no. Because no. I know you texted that to me the other day. And uh, I was like, yes, that is it. Yeah. And then I didn't know if that just like came to you. I said expectations are the root of all suffering. And then I was like, that's not what the thing is, though. Because there's like a quote that I knew that I that I was thinking of but I couldn't think of what it was and I googled expectations and expectations are premeditated resentments I think that's even better premeditated resentment so let's yeah let's break it down let's break that down because premeditated resentments and I don't think we even think about that like you really have no. to think about like okay how does this how does that fit into my world with my new baby that I adore mhm like how do how does what does that even have yeah. to do with it? And yeah, and like how do you even have expectations? Like why do we? Yeah, I mean expectations. I think are a normal part of life. You know, we expect things to be a certain way. We expect, you know, we plan. You plan a dinner mm-hmm. out with your friends or your partner or whatever, and you go out and you have all these expectations about how it's going to be. It doesn't go that way. How do you feel? I feel 
but, resentful. Right. And let down. And yeah. why did I order this meal? Why did I pick this restaurant? Why do I have these people as my friends? Right, like, why, why, why did I marry this person? Why did I marry this person? Yeah. Well, it's just like there's, yeah, you can't help but think that if something doesn't go the way you, you wanted yeah. it to go, right? And then you have this huge thing like having a baby and then you have all these expectations, which you don't know throughout your life that you're gathering and absorbing expectations about babies through watching TV shows and you know, watching movies and reading books and listening to people talk to you, you know, in with whatever culture you're in um, about babies. Um, and so, for example, you know, you watch TV. We watch it. We were watching Breaking Bad. And like my husband is like so pissed off every time the baby is in a scene because the baby's just sitting there quietly, <laughs> like not needing anything while the whole world of this family is like falling <laughs> apart but the baby's just like oh i'm just over here you know hanging out no yeah. problem the the woman goes to work and she just has the baby like in the little like car seat thing sitting on the floor she just does her work day goes to her meetings you know my husband's like oh my god <laughs> what look at the, look at the baby where's the baby oh they're just they're, they're just they're just fighting right now where's the baby oh where's the baby oh it's just quietly in the corner <laughs> you know and like because we you know we had this we had a baby we had all these expectations like that i was going to go back to work that he was going to work from home and that the baby would be sitting there in you know the bassinet and then you would choose when you would pick it up and feed it and blah 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 well okay so now we have a baby that's like needing you know a normal baby, a nor exactly a normal every baby. second, and is not sleeping the way we were told or expected the baby to sleep, mm -hmm. and now we're full of chaos and resentments, and and not you even like we think we think we're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're not even like the resentment is so deep though. It's like your resentment yeah. towards society for telling you that this is how it was going to be resentment towards yourself for not making it be like that there's something i must be doing wrong because my baby isn't conforming to mm -hmm. what breaking bad baby does <laughs> and resentment towards your baby for yes. not being yeah. the baby that you thought they were going to be right and i think that's really scary when people are like they're resenting their babies mm -hmm. like this new brand new baby helpless baby and they resent this baby and it's like Oh, I'm, and now on top of that, I'm a horrible person because I resent my baby. Right. Right. And I hear that a lot with breastfeeding, you know, yeah. and it's like, I think with breastfeeding, it's very, like, that's a very tangible thing. Like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, the pain, the feedings are painful or they're way overwhelming. And every time the baby wants to eat, I'm starting to feel resentful towards them. Because it hurts or because it's, you know, it's so frequent or because whatever. Yeah. But it's not what you expected. It's it not what you be. expected. But when we think about like sleep, I don't think, I mean, do we resent, I've never heard somebody really say like, my baby's getting up every two hours. So I resent them for that. Well, I don't think that it's outright resentment the way that you might think that you feel it in other ways, but you are, it's the same it's feeling the same, right? of like, this is not going the way I thought it was going to be. Why are you not sleeping? What's what's wrong with my baby? I mean, like resentment is, you know, is like very deep rooted, you know, inside of you feeling of just the matter that you expected that it was going to go a certain way and it's not going that way. And so you can feel, you know, resentment in 
all kinds of ways. Yeah. And I mean, I know I sure did. My baby, ne- my baby did not sleep at Jack. My first baby did not sleep at all. At all. Yeah. And it was coming out. My resentment towards the situation was coming out in all kinds of ways. And I expected him to sleep a certain way. And where did I get these expectations? Nobody said to me, like, oh, your baby's going to, when you have your baby, your baby's going to sleep from this hour to this hour. Like, it's not even, you, we grow up in a culture where we, we, we think certain things about babies and we're told certain things about babies. That it just becomes this thing that you expect when mm-hmm. you have a baby. It's not even like directly coming from any, and then de- and you know, and then different cultures have different expectations of of just even breastfeeding behavior. Like, I mean, hopefully everybody buddy knows by now that the the history with in the black community of breastfeeding that dates back to slave slavery times, where enslaved women would have their babies taken away from them and forced to feed white babies. Yep, and it became so taboo within the black community to breastfeed at all. They didn't want to have anything to do with this. It felt like too much of a painful, traumatic reminder of the history. And so, of course, now there's this movement of black women do breastfeed to kind of to get, you know, people to breastfeed again. And I was talking to this a side note. I was talking to my seven, my Jack, eight year old about this. And I was telling him this history of breastfeeding in the black community and, and you know, what happened during slavery and I said, and now there's this movement, you know, where the black community really wants to, you know, get back to, you know, the 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 practice of breastfeeding because it's so healthy for babies. And and he said, he said, is that why we have Black Breastfeeding Week? Ah, and I almost fell off my chair. I know. I was like, oh my god. I was like, ah, yes. Okay, made a full circle. Wow. So anyway, Amazing. now I'm bragging, but. <laughs> We have, so within cultures, depending on, you know, what is believed about breastfeeding within your own culture, we have expectations. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's people within your family, you know, that have expectations of you. Yes. So okay, these are all different levels of expectations. So we have expectations about, like, our babies and what's going to happen. People around us have expectations about us. We but- have expectations of ourselves. But then we also, we share that, right? Like, so, and we see this all the time in the breastfeeding world where somebody else's expectation is that your baby's going to breastfeed every four hours and then your baby breastfeeds every hour and a half. And that person says to you, but why is your baby breastfeeding every hour and a half? That's not what's supposed to be happening. They're supposed to be doing this way because that's the expectation that that person has. Right. Or that's what that baby's doing. It, it's a mess, man. When you really break it down, it really is. It, what it really comes down to is, it's like this is a baby, and this is your baby doing what's happening in your family within your life, and nobody talks about like how these barriers and how these expectations are damaging, right, to the relationship with your child. And when you look at like evidence, like real evidence based stuff. It doesn't have any, there's no room for this resentment and these expectations. In, in well, the yeah. Evidence. Right? I mean, expectations just bypass science, right? Right. It's just based on culture, really. Yeah. Just the culture and, you, you know, so it has nothing to do with things that are rooted in science. 
And so if we just go in with all of these expectations, which you can't help doing, you can't help it. You don't even it's know you on have you. Them. It's in you, right? You don't have any idea. It's on. It's in you. You just go in with these with these ideas of what it's going to be like based on all of this stuff that that you know that all this cultural stuff that creates these expectations within you without you even knowing. And then it doesn't work, or it's not going that way, because none of that is based on any kind of reality. It's not based on any kind of science of babies. No. Oh. And you, yeah, and you, 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 so we, instead of, like, actually learning, instead of, like, actually, you know, learning about normal baby behaviors, we, 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 then we're, then we're, we're, we're resentful. I was, in preparation for this episode... I was reading some stuff and we'll have to do like a follow up. But I know we were talking about like doing an episode on like, you know, more the sleep regression uh -huh. and things like that, which and I know when we originally talked about that, it was funny because I think your response was regression. What is that? You know, like a sleep regression. Like, how is that even a thing? That's just the way I don't like are. the word regression. I don't like it. Right. Like it's it, just, it, yeah. it implies that something is going backwards. Exactly. And when it's actually it normal. So, and we'll have to talk about that in more detail because, you know, but from there we got into the expectations and I think it's more important yeah. to do the expectations, talk about the expectations first before we even talk about what is normal. But reading about, if you Google like sleep regression, four month sleep regression, if you Google that, the first like entire page that comes up is all blog posts None of it is based in science. You know, none of it is based in it's a lot of it is just like, oh, this is why it's happening and this is what you should do about it. Or and everybody says something different about it, too. And one of the things that I read, because I had to go to like, I don't know, page two or three of Google before I actually found something that was more research based. And one thing that I read that I thought was quite interesting was that. The sleep that is discussed with babies. So our expectations of what people tell you is supposed to happen for sleep with babies. So you might be hearing this from your pediatrician, from your mom, from, you know, your neighbor, whatever you say, my baby's not sleeping and I'm really frustrated with that. And they say, Oh, your baby should be sleeping this many hours by this time of, of their life. Right? Like we hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. That was based out of, ideas from the 50s and the 60s when babies were predominantly formula fed that is where that information is coming from like that is not the babies we have today so why are we basing it on an expectation from that long ago you know it doesn't make any sense but now that same culture and that same idea is still just being fed to us and you're left thinking okay my baby's not sleeping 10 hours like they tell me they're supposed to something's wrong here yes and let's talk more about that after a word from our sponsors today's episode is brought to you by junobi junobi is the world's first eco-friendly and reusable breast milk storage bag made to help breastfeeders store their breast milk in a space-saving and eco-friendly way the junobi bag stands upright lays flat, and is designed with 100% FDA-approved food-safe silicone. 
This endlessly reusable breast milk storage bag is dishwasher, freezer, and high heat tolerant. Whether you exclusively breastfeed, pump, or a combination of both, the Juno Bee Bag's buttery soft feel and lightweight features are essential for any breastfeeder's breast milk storage needs. The Juno Bee Bag holds 8 ounces of breast milk and comes with a lock-in-place slider to keep breast milk secure from spills when freezing or storing. People are shocked by Juno Bee's innovative features and thick, durable design. Check out Juno Bee at www.junobie.com. And use the code BADASS15 for 15% off of your purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by Love & Fit. Love & Fit is a unique active line featuring functional and innovative items for all women. From top-selling nursing and pumping sports bras, nursing tops, nursing hoodies, and pregnancy and postpartum support leggings, feel support and cute with their stylish items and fun colors. No frumpy-looking nursing bras. Even if you're past the time of breastfeeding or our stay-put leggings can be worn by anyone. They are squat-proof, have pockets, and don't fall down during running or workouts. Touted just recently by Chrissy Teigen, she loves the stay-in-place silicone grips. Check out Love & Fit on Instagram at loveandfitshop or shop online at loveandfit.com. A special code for you all, badass, will get you 10% off of your order. So check them out. And all of the things that I just said, our sponsors, the sponsored direct links, and the promo codes are found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You can check out the show notes where you will find the sponsor stuff. You'll find out um, more of the links for things that we talked about in today's episode. You can also find um, at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You can find a whole page of breastfeeding resources. You can find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. And our shout-out of the week. Our shout-out of the week this week is to Blacktivist. This uh, Blacktivist is uh, Felicia Floyd. She's an IBCLC. She's uh, unapologetically decolonizing breastfeeding in the black community, is what her Instagram says. And she's on Instagram at Blacktivist. Um, Blacktivist stands for Black Lactation Activist. Which is just the coolest name ever. I know it is. First of all, <laughs> um, her Instagram feed is filled with all kinds of information about Black history, Black breastfeeding, and just black, and just breastfeeding, um, you know, information in general. Um, so check her out. Cool. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Expectations. Yeah, so um, so what do we do about these expectations? I don't know, but you know what? Also, think about expectations. Is this as you were talking about, like, formula-fed babies in the 50s and 60s when, like, you know... A- a- expectations, too, as far as culture, we know that, like, expectations come along, too, in kind of ways. Sometimes they're accidental, and sometimes it's, you know, the um, motivation is there for corporations for you to have unrealistic expectations oh yeah for sure you know and so it's like oh your baby's not doing this well that's okay it's like they know what babies are supposed to be doing and then they can tell you well you know if that's not working out then well just give them formula no big deal because you expect it's supposed to be i don't know it's supposed to be easy if it's not we can just give formula no big deal right Right, because everybody, you know, you're supposed to think this is easy. I spend so much time telling mom, and these are only the moms that actually admit to me 
that this is hard because yeah. a lot of times people don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to sound like you're failing. You know, you don't want to sound like you're a bad mom. You don't want to sound like you're failing. So not everybody admits that they're really struggling with the whole newborn baby thing, you know, and it is really hard. And I tell people, no, this is really hard and it sucks and it's okay to hate it. Like, it's fine. It's okay to hate it because we have this, like you said, like the whole breaking bad thing. We have this ideal. We see these babies being born on TV and in the movies and they're just like hanging out there and it's just like not realistic at all. Right. But that's what right. we think it's going to happen. And it's just, I, and it's a, you're just completely set up. There's nothing that can happen. Right. right. Except that you will be confused and resentful. Right. You should be like, what, what is happening here? Why is my, why is, why is this, why don't I love it? Like everybody says I'm supposed to love it. And why doesn't the baby sleep? Like everybody says the baby, right. supposed to, isn't the baby supposed to sleep 20 hours a day? You know, and then you get all these ideas in your head. Oh, the baby's not sleeping 20 hours a day. Now their brain's not going to develop. And now this is right. going to happen to them. And you just become this anxious mess. And it's like, this is not how it, this is not how, how it's set up to be. Like, yeah. it just doesn't go like that. Like it's, that's not realistic to think that you're just going to have this baby and breastfeeding is going to be perfect and sleep is going to be perfect. And they're just going to eat and sleep and you're going to change your diaper and then they're just going to lay back down again and you're going to go about your day. It just doesn't work like that. It's like, it's so funny how you said that Josh is like so irritated with that because I get irritated with that stuff too. always calling that stuff out. He is always. You know what I hate is when you see a a baby being born on TV on some TV show or whatever in the movies. Mm -hmm. And that baby immediately looks like they're three months old. I know. They're like, there's nothing on them. There's no blood or slime or anything. And they're, and they're wide awake. Like full hair. Like bright eyed, you know, yeah. like, and they're just like, you know, they have a full head of hair that looked like it was just shampooed. Right. Yeah. It's like, that is not a new, I Tom's always like, this is TV, Diane. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the movie. And I'm like, but that baby does not look like they are newborn. They're that not even a, trying. Right. Like, that is a three month old right now. It's cooing at you. Come on. Yeah, it's not real. And then you're handed this slimy baby, and you're like, "What is going on here?" It's not my yeah. baby. I was supposed yeah. to get or that like the the sleeping. toddlers that sit at they're sitting at like the dinner table, and they're just sitting there while oh. they go for like a like a whole scene. The toddlers just sitting at the table. Oh yeah, eating? while like you know that main actors are having a scene. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's totally what toddlers do. Oh yeah, just sit at the table. The only time my kids were quiet at the table doing what they're supposed to be doing is like i don't know never it doesn't happen no that never happened it never happened to me. my kids still don't my no. kids are jack's about to be nine exley is six and there is never a peaceful moment ever in this house ever i'm sorry i don't mean to scare you but <laughs> never ever and that's normal fighting it's, do right? they you know sit still do they anything that is normal. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I still question it. <laughs> no, I mean, I still am like, what is wrong with us? Oh, that's normal. That's See, normal. because I have this expectation because people keep telling me, people have been telling me this from the beginning. Oh, it gets easier. Oh, they get more independent. Oh, they get, you know, they get this, they get better at this, they get better at that. Fine. Maybe that's happening, but it doesn't get easier. It gets different. Right. I suppose different. it's different from when they were they were infants, 
but there's nothing easier right now. I don't know when it gets easier. I'm still waiting. But oh. people keep saying, oh, yeah, they, they, you know, they do this. They're going to do that. Oh, when it gets to this age, they'll start doing that. Okay. All right. Mm-mm. No. I don't, I don't, just don't see where it gets, it just gets different. Yeah. I don't see where it gets really easier. I mean, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a, that's a great, another great example of like an expectation that is kind of set up, mm-hmm. you know, like. I just don't see where it would ever get easier. <laughs> right. I don't know, unless they're like, I don't know. I think the only time, and this wasn't even easier. It was just, it was just another example of it being a little bit different was if my kids weren't with me. And I know you don't experience that because your kids are with you all the time. Yeah. But I was a single mom for a while and, you know, like they would go with their dad for you know an, an evening here or whatever and I was like okay I don't really have to worry about it because they're not in my vision they're not in my line of vision right now I'm not responsible for them right now they're with their father so that was kind of where I was like it was a mind game you know like it was a mind game of oh I don't need to worry about them because they're not right here with me yeah but I think everybody parent plays that mind game when your kid isn't with you you know you're like oh I don't need to worry about them because they're safe they're not with me I don't need to watch them every second right now because they're safe, you know, but it's, it's just a, like, it's just a mind game, you know, like you, you're constantly going to be always, why, what are they, are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? Because that's what the expectation is. Yeah. Right. You know, everybody worries about like their toddler, their little kid going to daycare or I'm going to send the baby to daycare. What do I do? I'm going back to work. The baby's going to daycare or the baby's going with my mom or my mother-in-law or whatever. What do I do if the baby cries? I don't want them to cry for my mom. I don't want them to cry for my, you know, for the babysitter. I don't want them to cry for daycare. Yeah. But they're a baby. That's now without their mom. And that's another, like, level of expectation. You know, like how many daycares say... Oh, the baby was crying and we didn't have enough milk. So we need more milk for the baby. No, how about the baby's crying because they're not with their mom? Like the level of expectation that the baby should just be fine, separated from their mother who they've never been separated from now for eight hours a day. Like that, right. that's a ridiculous expectation to think that your baby is just going to adapt to that so easily. Immediately. Yeah. That's not normal. It's not an expectation that we should have. But society says, oh, no, it's time to go back to work. It's fine. Your baby will tolerate it just fine. Yeah. And think about all this because we also have, I mean, having these expectations just leaves you in the dark. Mm -hmm. It leaves you just floating around without, you know, people are like, I get this. I'm sure that you get that. People message me all the time. I'm pumping and I'm only getting like two ounces of milk per breast. And I just want to be like, well, what did you expect? That's awesome. I know. You're expecting, like, expecting something else, but you don't quite know what. So you have this expectation is just going to lead you to just be disappointed in whatever is happening because you don't know what the reality is. Oh, my God. Yes, I hear that all the time. Here's the reality. This is what, that is what we in the know would expect somebody to pump. 
Oh my gosh. It's so, yeah. Like that's so spot on. Cause that, that is something I hear all the time too. Like I only pumped three ounces or I only, and I'm like, yeah. that's great. Oh, is it? I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But you're expecting right. more. Cause we just don't Cause know. we always expect more, right? Like we always expect more. Cause more is better. We just expect more. We expect more. We expect things to be better. We expect things to be easier. Mm-hmm. And then when there's, when it's less, when it's harder, when it's, then it's disappointing. Yeah. And it's just, what a freaking, you know, like what a huge emotional crash that is yeah. for everything, you know, like, cause you really are just so disappointed in the whole process of motherhood when this happens. And that's really just, such a disservice you know i mean it's just babies are perfect regardless of how they come out and what they're doing they're just being you know they are just just what they are yeah and we for whatever reason expect them to be a certain way and that's just not fair you know it's not fair to us trying to be you know trying to parent them and it's not fair to these babies like now you're setting them up for well they should be doing this they should be doing this yeah and really it just tortures you yeah you know, it's just it's just driving parents crazy. Oh my god. I used to work with this one like tissue consultant. She was hilarious. She was great because she had this way of like putting things into perspective that you wouldn't really think of. And we worked at the hospital together and she was like you know, like if somebody said, Oh, the baby's not latching, so I'm just gonna give them a bottle because they must not want to breastfeed, so I'm just gonna give them a bottle. And she'd be like, So if they don't walk perfectly the first time you're just going to carry them for the rest of their life or if they don't tie their shoe the first time the right way you show them you're just going to like put them in velcro sneakers forever like how does that work you know like our expectations are so skewed it's unbelievable when you really break it down and look at it yeah it's unbelievable yeah so with expectations. I mean, it's also hard to recognize that you're even relying on expectations because it's so deeply rooted in us. So it's hard to just step back and be like, oh, this is an unrealistic expectation because you just don't know to look for it. If you're just, if you're just in it, you don't know to look outside of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so I guess there's really nothing that we can tell you. We have no help for you. It's just, it's just an interesting conversation. Yes, but I want, I want people, to, I want you all to recognize that like a lot of the things that you are aiming for with your baby, and I don't mean like you that's listening right this minute, like collectively, like yeah. the things that we are aiming for are not, are not realistic. You know, they are an expectation that somehow was put out there that. We don't need to be following, you know, we don't. Yeah. Need to be so, yeah. So if that. you're freaking out about something, if something seems like it's not going well right now, try to look at it. Is this like an unrealistic expectation? Is this based on anything that actually happens with babies? Or is this a message that you've been given right. from this, an unreliable resource? Right. Is this something you read somewhere that, you know, babies should be sleeping, you know, eight hours a day or overnight? perfectly by the time they're two months old is that something is that the expectation that you were given and when your baby is not doing that it's freaking you out 
or were you given the expectation that you should be able to pump, you know, you've, you've read that on the, on the, the mom group that you're in. Oh, I should be able to pump four ounces when I'm away from the baby, but I'm not, I'm only pumping two. So something's wrong with me and my milk supply, because that's the expectation that was set up there. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. really like, that's a really great point. Look at if something's going on right now with you and your baby that you're like, okay, this is wrong or I'm not sure about this situation. Is this an expectation that you were introduced to maybe without even knowing it? Yeah. That's a really great point. And then consider it how, how non-realistic that expectation is. Yeah. Check out some of our episodes. If you're questioning something that's going on with sleep, we have a bunch of those episodes. Milk supply, we have episodes. We have an, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We can give you the a reality check. Absolutely. Based out of science. Right. Because we don't like all that made up stuff. we need stuff. to remove ourselves from the made up stuff. That's just leading us to doubt ourselves and feel resentful. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and the cultural stuff is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that either. There really is nothing wrong with our lives being shaped by the cultures that we're in. Oh, there's no way around it. Right. But knowing what is, you know, what is damaging to your relationship with your baby is important. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. We hope this was helpful. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.